Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Eagles Don't Hunt Flies, the show all about John Moxley right here on the Poison Rana Network and I'm your host Martin Bushby and joining me as always Brandon from New Jersey and Mr. Dickie Bird and Obviously, this would normally be the part where I ask you guys about how your months have been and whatnot, and I know people probably aren't expecting this tuning in this month, but it's been a horrendous time in wrestling. Everything that's come out with Vince and the awful things that he's allegedly done just kind of, we couldn't not touch on it to start the show. It just kind of makes you sit back and wonder why he continue to follow this industry. Like, you know, what an awful person he is, but seeing it all laid out in black and white just obviously adds a whole new level. And, uh, you know, obviously I imagine everyone's been absolutely disgusted with what they've been reading this past month. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if you guys wanted to talk it, but there has been some brilliant work all over Post and Poison Rana, obviously like Sassino and, and Kate from Montreal on Collision Course, John Wayne, Brandon Thurston on Post, and of course, Davian Braden on the Poison Rana show. And, you know, I think these all speak to it better than I could. And it just obviously needs cleansing this whole fucking thing and more and more information's coming out. And it just seems like this is the tip of the iceberg, doesn't it, Dickie? Yeah, it's, oh man, it's, it's, I don't even know how to describe the initial thing. I was going to say it's really disappointing, which just doesn't seem to uh, uh, doesn't really seem to to put it all into context. But you know, I guess I, I think back to that uh, what was it June two thousand and twenty two when you know this initial NDA stuff with Vince kind of came out, or, or at least you know sort of leaked and. And it led to his uh, quote unquote retirement. Um, I remember at the time, it, you know, there were a lot of there were a lot of jokes that were were had about the whole thing, and and I, you know, I'd be one of them. I think because you know we didn't have the details, obviously, um, but at the time of when that stuff came out, you know, we and credit to everybody because everyone really acted. In, 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 with the idea that this was uh, a consensual thing, that this was Vince is having an affair and he's, you know, trying to keep it quiet and so forth and so on. You know, even though he has a history of maybe non-consensual things or at least allegedly non-consensual things, for the most part, you know, we acted under... Uh, good faith, I guess, which is kind of crazy to think about at, at this point. And so, yeah, we, I remember sort of saying, you know, uh, the joke at the time in my mind at the time in June, 2022 was like, I think one of these NDAs was like $7.5 million uh, NDA. And I was like, man, that's like four WCWs. You know, and it was, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a lighthearted joke, but also it's quite mind blowing when you think about it. When this, um, when this complaint was filed by Janelle Grant and I read it, um, I, I, I was numb when I, when I read, I, I can't even say that I was in shock or anything. There was just no feeling coming out of it. And, 
it, a lot of it actually has to do with the fact that I, I actually, I'm just not surprised. If, if anything, I'm surprised that when I initially heard of, of this happening, that I didn't jump to a conclusion like this. And so, yeah, I just, I've not really felt too much from it just because, you know, of, of course, of course, this is what this guy does, you know? And, and, and we as, as wrestling fans, I think we've always known that Vince was this type of person based on just simply what we watch his, his product, you know? And of course it's all alleged and it's, you know, nothing is, is proven or anything, but I mean, at some point you kind of read through this stuff and you just, you just got to think to yourself, it's like, you know what, it's not like this person is writing this about Tom Hanks, say for instance, where like, you'd be like, what, what are you talking about? I don't think anybody read this and deep down thought to themselves, this doesn't sound like Vince McMahon. So shocking. I, um, I hope justice is served. I hope the truth comes out. And, and at the end of the day, you know, if you want to, to say I'm a wrestling fan and I still want to support wrestling, you know, what you really need to do is hope that this situation turns the, the, this situation turns the industry better, makes it better, you know, prevents this from happening in the future. It's so unfortunate in this society that it's stuff like this has to actually happen in order to uh, evoke change. I wish that wasn't the case. It shouldn't be the case, but it may be the silver lining out of all of this. And I still say it may be because who knows? I kind of feel like speaking out movement didn't, didn't give us what, you know, didn't give people what it should have. Um, but maybe it's all kind of a part of a big parcel now. And, and hopefully, yeah, companies like WWE and A and, and AEW, I don't want to put them in this, but I mean, they, they need to follow suit with having the culture, a culture in their company that is safety for, for everybody who works there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I just hope that, this isn't something that is settled out of court very quickly and we're all forgotten about and, and so forth. I, I want the truth to come out. And, you know, this week we're kind of hearing like that's what is going to happen. So, um, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed that justice will be, will be served one way or another. And just so women can have a safe place to go into work and not feel like they've got to be looking over the shoulder all the time. That's like, you know, that should just be a given, but you know, sadly it isn't in these sorts of companies where there is this culture and stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's just been every, I know everyone's still reeling and discussing it. It's just, we did just want to touch on it at the, at the start, really. What Vince has uh, done is atrocious. And, uh, you know, the whole stuff with, uh, <laughs> with, um, um, which his buddy uh, coming out too the other day with with the truth will come out. Now he's playing the victim is is weird too. Like I mean, this stuff was out there for years, and now like all is coming out, and it, it's it's just all gross. I wasn't really paying attention to the wrestling during speaking out. Like 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 uh, I mean like you. Uh, I think I heard your podcast on the British Wrestling Experience mm. when you guys were talking about that. And it was just an ugly. It was 
uh, an ugly uh, situation and whatnot. But uh, yeah, this might be worse. This might be worse, and like it, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And that's the. I mean, like Dickie said, it's it's just like the tip of the iceberg with new new revelations coming out. Like, I mean, the feds are like involved and stuff like that. And like, they the 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 grapple guys did that Brock Lesnar uh, thing, and I can't I can't I can't find myself listening to it uh, year one or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I can't because of, of the Brock Lesnar allegations is, uh, or his name is mentioned. It's, it sounds kind of like seedy and, and disgusting. So yeah, those those were my thoughts on on the situation. I hope. I hope it gets righted, but uh, it's going to be a while before things sort itself out. Yeah, definitely. It is going to be a, I just think it is going to be a long, hard road to get sort of like everything cleaned up and sorted out. And hopefully we, we do end up seeing that. But obviously there is no easy transition out of that. You know, we have still got a show to do this month because we are on to part two of our look back at the rivalry between CM Punk and John Moxley. And last time around, we looked at the WWE stuff, their matching FCW, et cetera, et cetera. And we ended as Punk had just left WWE and Mox was still there as Dean Ambrose. And as we leave 2013 in the review, Mary, we jump ahead to May 2019 and Mox joins AEW followed in August, 2021 by Mr. CM Punk and, the two don't really interact at first. Punk cuts a promo on Dynamite in November of 2021 after Mox enters inpatient alcohol treatment program, basically saying how proud he is of Mox. And we won't dwell on that here because we're going to be going more in depth on that in a future show. And then subsequently, Mox returns to AEW in January of 2022. They team together in February 2022 to face FTR Punk. He's in the midst of his feud with MJF around this time. Um, great match, that one. Mox is back to his best after shaking off whatever ring rust he had at the time, and they make a great team together. And Worth noting also around this time, Mox and Danielson formed the Blackpool Combat Club with uh, William Regal as their mentor. And moving past that into May 2022, Punk beats Hangman Page for the title at Double or Nothing. However, injures his foot in the process. Um, according to Punk, he injured his foot doing a a stage dive in the match and hit his foot on the top of the guardrail, wrestled through it, and then wound up having three plates and 16 screws in his foot in a four-hour surgery, Dickie. I mean, wow, that was a heck of a surgery that CM Punk was having for um, just doing a stage dive. This man, springboards are his enemy, and I guess the stage dive's turned on him. I'm trying to find a link between... uh, springboarding and stage diving and i don't really think there is one but um but yeah look i mean geez we it's always the way right uh we saw recently with adam cole as well just just jumping off the 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 ramp Mm. in at grand slam just completely destroyed his his ankle uh i guess we need like two surgeries or something or or whatever it is so it's 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 a real crazy thing about this industry, and it's maybe one of the things that for Darby Allen, he's going to be okay because you don't actually get injured doing the crazy shit. You get <laughs> injured doing just the nothing stuff. So Darby's going to be fine. He'll probably wrestle till he's, he's 70, um, uh, you know, after climbing Mount Everest multiple times. Got that. 
He's got that uh, Mick Foley type of body. Like he could take a, a, a copious amount of damage and and not not be uh, not be worse for wear. <laughs> he he bounces. Oh, we'll, we'll ask we'll ask Mick Foley how his his body's going. <laughs> oh yeah, he's walking. Oh my god, <laughs> there's a girl. I think I, eventually, there's a, yeah. It, there's a girl eventually at my job caught that, up to him. There's a girl at my job that that has that Mick Foley walking. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has she been taking flat back bumps off the back top of a truck or something? Has she been doing the elbow drop off the apron onto the floor? <laughs> but but the but you're talking about his their injuries and whatnot. Is it is it the shoes, the footwear that they wear when they when they take these leaps of faith? Like uh, or CM Punk is just like a just a fragile human being, like he unathletic, like it's just brittle. He has brittle body parts, like. It's 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 unbelievable. Go uh, well. Uh, Adam Page wears like freaking cowboy boots when he when he works. Like I don't know. I, I it's like when people wear Tims when they when they grapple. Like like that 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 should shatter your feet. Like it's it's insane the footwear that these grapplers wear. Wouldn't the Tims give you be, like, really protective? What's I that? don't know. It could be dodgy. It could be dodgy running in a pair of Timberlands. I thought you could at least like dislocate your knee or something running in running the ropes in them. I don't know how W. H. Morrissey does it, man. <laughs> hey, Big Bill. Okay, that's it. Big, he Let's is put Big some Bill. respect on the name. <laughs> I like his impact name better. It's funny. <laughs> but respect it is, it is Big Bill. <laughs> Um, but obviously, Punk announced on Rampage after this injury that he was going to remain champion during this hiatus. What do you think? Do you think that was a right call, Brandon? Because obviously, we ended up having a, um, you know, another tournament to crown our interim champion, which Mox won by beating Tanahashi at Forbidden Door One. Um, <laughs> we, we, had, I mean, we had all that. I mean, was it the right call to main, keep Punk as champ or, and create this whole interim champion thing? It feels very UFC. Do you think they should have just stripped him of the belt while he was out injured? I mean, a normal federation would have, would have stripped him and, and, and they would have came back later on in the year or whenever he heals up and he, he gets the automatic rematch, right? I mean, it's pretty normal, right? I yeah. mean, but, but the, the salad days of, uh, of the CM Punk era, the summer of Punk in, in AEW, uh, they bend to his will, right? He, he was the most powerful, uh, one of the most powerful beings in that next to Tony Khan in that, well, he might be, he might've been, he was above Tony Khan too, but uh, I mean, he got his own fucking show, but uh, (laughs) he was the most powerful guy in the company. Like, so uh, whatever, whatever his wish was their command or whatever. So uh, in in my opinion, I would have stripped them because I mean, his injury, you can't, you can't hold the belt hostage like that for whatever, how long his, uh, his return is from injuries, right? You can't do that. It's stupid. It's yeah, I, I, I think it, it also really devalues the interim mm-hmm. champion because mm-hmm. they're not the champion. They're the interim champion. And it's just... Paper champion. Yeah, paper champion. Also just not, you know, like, what what's the point? Because <laughs> they're not, you, you know, you may... It, it, to me, it was just like a different belt really and and yeah you just may as well just strip him he's not around granted it was only about three months that he was gone crown the new champion john moxley 
And then, as Brandon said, I mean, it's the natural feud once once he comes back anyway. Uh, and, yeah, I guess uh, I, I don't know if I put so much of it on um, CM Punk, though, because they did the same thing with Thunder Rosa when she got injured. Mm. Um, but then, obviously, she was out for such a long time, they retroactively made the interim champion always the the women's champion which is a bit silly um so yeah I, I i don't know i think it's like trying to do something different which is you know i applaud them for that but need to maybe think about what does it actually do to the person who's apparently now carrying your company but only in the interim sense and as we'll hear uh, john moxley didn't like the i word very much no so cm punk so CM Punk was the Tom Aspinall of, of, of AEW. Who the fuck uh, is Tom Aspinall? He's the, he's the interim heavyweight champion in UFC uh, while John Jones is out on injury. Right. So wouldn't he be the John Moxley of... Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so right. like, you were breaking my brain there first. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Was it Thunder Rosa, like, uh, politically uh, uh, harmed too, and, and uh, went during her title uh, when she was stripped too uh, because of Britt Baker. I mean, they're wrestlers, Brandon. They're all carnies. I mean, come on. I'm <laughs> exactly. sure they're all. You know, they're they're all got. They've all got self interests for sure. I mean, we all do probably. Um, now, how how much is somebody? I I don't think though that Thunder Rosa would say that she had. Or had enough, had as much pull as CM Punk backstage, though. I think. No, I don't think she would. Think that whole, t- Tony that just had a hard on for it. Yeah, he did. But that whole tournament was weird, weren't it? Because can you remember it? Like Mox beat no Kylo no. Riley won like an Invitational Battle Royal. Then Mox beat Kylo Riley, and then Tanahashi beat Goto in New Japan as part of the tournament. And then they had this final with just Tanahashi and Mox and. But I'd completely forgotten about it because I was doing the research for this episode and I was like, yeah, I remember he beat Tanahashi, but I didn't get to that point. And I was like, well, Kyle O'Reilly, why? What a blast from the past. I mean, yeah. It was uh, honestly, weird... and, and, and what, this, okay, this episode is going to break my brain. And what is screwed <laughs> up about it is that I watched all of this as it happened. Mm. Okay. There's no reason for me to be confused because I watched it as it happened. I even went and saw... Grand Slam, which is kind of, we're not going to talk about it in this show, but it is within the whole what happens during this year with with Moxley and and Punk. And what you just said then about the tournament, I I said to myself, no, wasn't that, it was like the tournament of champions, wasn't it? And and the final was, and I was like, no, that's that's after this. Yeah. And... I could have sworn the the match with Punk and Moxley was after Brawl Out, but it was the night of, oh man, I'm just, and I <laughs> swear, I swear to God, I thought that this was going to be a Breeze covering. I'm worried that I'm just, my, my head is going to implode during the recording of this episode. So fair warning to everybody, but I think it just goes to show how, kind of messed up this whole thing was uh, due to the injuries that, that, that occurred and, and Moxley being the, uh, the interim guy. Your brain's going to explode like in the movie Scanners is what you're trying to say. 
yes, and also whenever I read any kind of logical defense of John Laurinaitis's uh, mm. lawyer as well, oh. my head explodes as well when I when I read that stuff. The truth will come out. So anyway, um, we've covered this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because it is a whole. It, even though it is in recent times, it is just a big mess of a period. So yeah, let's get back on track. So. Jumping to August the tenth, and we have Quake by the Lake and Mox defensive <laughs> title. Great title for a show, Quake by the Lake. <laughs> That's right. Yep. I forgot about but, that show. <laughs> this is a uh, Mox defending the title against Chris Jericho. He defeats him, and um, since the Blackpool Combat Club are feuding with the uh, JAS at the time, there's a big brawl oh, between God. the two groups at the end of the match. Jericho goes to hit Moxley with the AW title, but who comes out to clear house? None other than a returning CM Punk. Huge <laughs> pop. Punk and Mox face off. Great visual with Mox ear bleeding as he's having this face off with Punk. Mox then gives Punk the fingers, shoulder checks him, and he walks to the back and uh, we set up for um, our next uh, title because Punk's back here. But um, I just love that visual there of... Um, so, like, Punk's back, you know, he's let the grey go out in his beard and he's got the sort of, like, you know, the longer hair here and then Moxley's just there facing off with him with, um, you know, blood dripping out of his ear. Fantastic visual, that. But, um, yeah, that was an odd name for a show, weren't it? Quake by the Lake. Is that in Ohio? Right, no, it was Minnesota, right? Is that, that's right? What was the other show in Ohio called? It was, I forget what it was called. It, 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 or whatever. But, yeah, that, that is a cool visual. <laughs> Bash at the Beach? I don't know. <laughs> no, there was a there was an AEW show in Ohio. I forget what it was called. But it, was there yeah, a big I lake know. in Ohio? <laughs> lake Erie. <laughs> right. What's the big lake in Minnesota, then? Uh, Minnetonka. The Great yeah. Lakes. Quake by Minnetonka couldn't quite have the same ring to it, does it? <laughs> they were. They. I think. I, correct me if I'm wrong. AEW was kind of going through this weird phase of sort of branding kind of mm. random episodes. I, mean, I shouldn't say random episodes. I mean, this was a significant episode. They had a a title match. You know, Jericho and 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 Moxley, um, and of course the probably hoping to get many people to watch because of the return of CM Punk, but yeah, quite by the lake. And I think like, um, you know, I'm pretty sure the Ohio one was, I don't think it was bash at the beach, but maybe it was like, it was what that, that bash at the beach turned into. Um, but they do it in like the middle of winter in Ohio or something. And they, they literally cut to that lake with, Remember this, like Hobbs and and Starks yep. were like standing mm. at the front and stuff, and Hobbs is just wearing his overalls and shit, and it's just like, oh my god, it looks like it's minus twenty degrees out there. So it's Lake Erie. I thought that was in Indiana. What was that show, Erie, Indiana, all about? Was that? <laughs> I think Lake Erie's in Ohio, right? I, I thought it was in Pennsylvania. Isn't Erie, Pennsylvania? It is the fourth largest lake by surface area of the five great lakes in North America. <laughs> there you go. Man, I, 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 you know, you have your knowledge of, of great lakes that you can just oh, read off like that. Similar, similar to, to Josh Alexander Impact. Uh, <laughs> Mike Modest. Uh, 
Here we go. <laughs> you know what? I'm ready for my rematch. Bring it on. I will do it tonight. Get those guys, get those, wake those guys up and say, let's go. Let's settle this shit. <laughs> yeah, you'll have we to wait till about that on the show. <laughs> next Christmas for that one. <laughs> people were disgusted with that. Saw some YouTube comments where people were like, oh, this, this just ruined my Christmas because of branded. <laughs> I ruined my Christmas. I was fighting for my life. Look, I knew that if I didn't show up, if I didn't study, then I would never get. <laughs> then invited. I would have to cheat. Is that what you're gonna say? I, I would never be invited on the big fat Greek quiz show again. So I would not cheat, disqualifying me from the year after. <laughs> I grinded for that title with Dave. I we we are champions. Carry on, <laughs> champions of the world. Anyway, back onto uh, dynamite. From August the 17th. This is the next dynamite. Charleston, West Virginia. Brandon, have you ever been to West Virginia? Virginia for lovers. So Adam uh, Page tells us. Uh, we have, I have driven through West Virginia on the way to uh, Columbus, Ohio. And uh, let me tell you. It is. If You ever seen the movie The Hills Have Eyes? Yeah. It's very, very similar in the rural West Virginia, where, where you must be careful every turn, or else you may be, you might, you might get skinned alive or something like that. So, uh, yeah, wow. certain parts of West Virginia are, are very dark, but some, some of it's very uh, scenic, uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains and stuff like that. But uh, no, it's, 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 it's something. And then you go to Ohio, it's all flat and disappointing, right? Yeah, not my, not my favorite state in, in the fifty. Apologies to anyone who lives in West Virginia, if you're listening. I don't think you look like the film Hills of Ice. But anyway. Want to work at an ore mine to go to West Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> so, Punk opens the show. He comes out in his red t-shirt, grey beard. He starts the promo saying, there is someone from around these parts that he'd like to challenge to a remake right now. And calls out oh, hangman God. Adam Page, saying they should have a rematch right now. Of course, Paige doesn't come out. And as the crowd's chanting cowboy shit, Punk says, nah, coward shit. And that the apology must be as loud and as public as the disrespect. Yeah, I mean, everyone was confused about that at the time, though, weren't they, Dickie? Everyone was like, what? What did Adam Page say about that? And everyone was trying to scroll through. And then it was like, oh, yeah, that comment that everyone forgot about, apart from CM Punk. Uh, I mean, credit, I think also credit to just how wrestling works because even the crowd were kind of like, huh? You know, you, you had, you had obviously like some cheers and like you said, some chance of like cowboy shit, but it was, it was quite subdued because it didn't make sense. And even though I think I've heard a million wrestling fans fantasy book a million things that always sound fucking awful. Um, When the product actually presents something to you that doesn't make sense, your, your reaction isn't to go, Oh, who cares that it doesn't make sense. Let's go. Mm. You know, the reaction is like, uh, okay. I was not expecting that, but cool. Yeah. Great. So, so yeah, I mean, I just, 
I, I, I was confused as well. And then, of course, we would find out why later on. Man, Punk looked haggard. He looked like he went through, through the mill with that look, huh? Well, yeah, he had he had had a surgery where he, that lasted four hours or whatever he said he has. <laughs> you could give him some slack on that one. Wow. But, um, no quarter given. <laughs> but then Punk turns his attention to Mox. But John Moxley has always been number two. There's always that guy that has his number. I'm that guy. Hey, you can boo if you want, but let me know when I'm telling lies. John Moxley is the third best guy in his own group. And that seems to be a reoccurring theme in his career. Doesn't make him a bad guy. It doesn't make him the best either. I am the best. Number one. John Moxley has been here carrying the torch for AEW. I broke my foot. John Moxley talks about breaking bones and drinking blood, but between me and him, the only person who's broken bones in the last six months is me. They were mine, but still, the fact remains. Tell me when I'm telling lies. John Moxley has been interim AEW champion. Interim, look it up. It means temporary. But I'm willing to test myself against John Moxley. But John Moxley's not willing to test himself against his best friend. And let's talk about numbers. His best friend is the third best Eddie I've ever been in the ring with. Third. He's the second best Kingston I've ever shared a locker room with. These people aren't number one in anything. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I've missed you, ladies and gentlemen. I've missed competing in this ring. I have yet to defend this title, and that's exactly what I plan to do. It all out, the pay-per-view, 4th of September, Chicago, Illinois. I'm looking forward to testing my belt against John Moxley's number one versus number two with a bullet. I'm looking to test my foot. The funny thing is, is heading into Chicago, John Moxley's not even the first John I'm going to beat in Chicago for a championship belt. So obviously Punk fires off some zingers there at Moxley while setting up this match for uh, between the two at all. I mean, what were your thoughts when you, you know, re-listening to that one, uh, Brandon? Oh man, he was shooting, shooting from the hip, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He was out for blood, and and these uh, he seemed he seemed like he has an inferiority inferiority in, uh, inferiority complex towards uh, Moxley. Maybe it's just me. Uh, he sort of backtracks a bit, don't he? Because he's kind of like, oh, you know, I, you know, you talk about breaking bones. Well, I've been breaking bones, and then he goes, I know they were my own, but I've still been breaking bones. So yeah, it's um, it's funny because obviously the whole promo is to set up this match with Moxley, but I wonder how much Dickie was actually agreed with them behind the scenes and how much, because there are bits of it, especially when Moxie comes out, where it looks like there's a bit of a, you know, a bit of tension there. This sucked. All right. I'm going to just throw it out there. This, this, this promo by Punk actually sucked. And wow. I think I, I, I agree with you as, as to maybe it wasn't discussed because I think somebody would have said, sorry, you, it just sounds like you are—I uh, don't know—the WWE guy saying AEW sucks, which 
is not Punk's character at this point. Some people do like it was an MJF thing that he did a lot, and that but that played into his character. This he says these people aren't number one at anything. You know, he's he's talking about the company. Mm. He's talking about Hangman Page. He's talking about the Young Bucks and 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 everything. Like because that's in his mind. We know this later on. He talks about um, he talks about Kofi Kingston. He talks about Eddie Guerrero. He talks about John Cena, you know, and like I know at this time in AEW, it was common to hear those things in promos. But Punk is the the anti WWE guy, right? And so, really, when I heard this, I, I think that. I just don't think he had any material and he just kind of defaulted to the stuff that really just made him sound like he hates AEW. And you know what? And I'll again, this is be a hot take. I've already had one in the spiel so far. The other hot take is I think this promo is why we didn't hear an overwhelming amount of love for CM Punk in in that in the match in Chicago. It was, you know, we'll talk about it when we get there, but it was very split. Mm. And that's unusual for him against it doesn't matter anyone against anyone. But I think they felt a little bit betrayed by him because they they're not just they're not just CM Punk fans. They're AEW fans and here he is kind of telling everybody that everyone in this company except him is like Bush league, basically they're then the minor leagues, which AW is. Uh, you, you forgot. He shouted out Roman Reigns too with the, uh, he's not, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not a bad guy. I'm, 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 a good guy. I'm the cool guy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what he said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's now. a real, they're really good points, and I'm not actually for that, about, but yeah, he's totally doing that, isn't he? He's like, you know, everything's beneath me, and I've come from the big leagues, and I've come down here to sort of like, you know, share my experience and everything with you, and you can go fuck yourselves, basically. Yeah, I've not really thought about it like that. And, and you have to also remember, in his brain, he's already putting together the whole thing about what he's going to say at the all-out press conference, mm. and that is. These people can't run a target, all this sort of stuff. That's already in his brain. So he's already, he can't help himself when he does these promises. And that's where you asked me the question, if he was like kind of shooting from the hip, well, well, he didn't clear it with people what he was going to say. I 100% agree with that because people would have been like, bro, what are you doing? This doesn't make any Mm. sense. Are you okay? Oh man, yeah. remember remember when his first press conference? He was like, "Oh, he looked all free, and he was like volunteering to do the G one, and and then he go to the all, he go to the brawl out." So you imagine pumpkin the G one? Oh, he wouldn't make it out of the match, wouldn't he? He wouldn't make it out of the first match. <laughs> yeah, him and Tony Khan were kissing in that first press conference. He, How he, things would change? He would he would break a fingernail fighting bad 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 failure Fale. <laughs> Or big failure, Fale. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Mox comes out to retaliate as a now. 
Look out, ladies and gentlemen, CM Punk is dropping pipe bombs! Doing what he does best, writing checks with his mouth that his body can't cash. Punk, you live in a fantasy world, man. In your mind, you're the best wrestler in the world. Dude, most of the time, you're not even the best wrestler in catering. You think that microphone in your hand. You think that microphone in your hands is power. But this is a real world. And it's just a microphone. That microphone and all the words you spit into it don't mean shit. That belt on your shoulder don't mean shit. Oh, who's living fair, in the fantasy world now? To be fair, right now, this belt don't mean shit. Not until I beat you. I am the heart and soul of this company and every time they call me interim champion it makes me think of you and it makes me sick good you can be the heart and the soul i'll be the dollars and the cents so what now you done talking look we both know that you only came to aw because you ran out of money so don't give me that being the best it's about heart and soul and guts and fighting spirit. And we both know that you ran out of fighting spirit a long time ago. So, yeah, that's definitely, obviously, that um, promo, especially from Mox, has been played quite a lot recently because of, obviously, Punk joining WWE and everything like that. But it certainly sounds like, um, you know, Mox is on the verge of calling out... Um, Punk, as you know, you're a phony. You know, you say all this shit, but it doesn't really mean anything because you know you're quite a phony. And it definitely that bit where Punk's like, "Oh yeah, I'll be the dolls and cents," and Mox is kind of like, "Whoa, okay, then you know, don't bullshit me. You know, you've only come back here because you've run out of money. You know, you pretend like you're this, that, and the other, but you know, it's just money at the end of the day, sort of thing. So yeah, it's really, really, especially now Dickie's put that other uh, sort of like level to it. Yeah, brilliant promo here by Mox. I thought. Yeah, well, and and this actually leads into everything Brandon kind of talks about. <laughs> you know, Brandon from New Jersey and John Moxley are on the same level when it comes to CM Punk, which is that he's great on the mic, but, yeah, he's not actually a very good wrestler, which is what, you know, John Moxley is kind of saying, but he's also kind of i just i love this promo from from john moxley i know it sounds like i've just gone from zero to a hundred from from the other thing that i said and and you can probably call me biased but he's doing this really awesome thing where he's kind of he's blending the the fake world of wrestling with the 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 real world of wrestling which doesn't exist um by basically saying it's like okay you're good on the microphone but that that doesn't you're not going to, that doesn't win you matches, you know, beating the shit out of each other wins you matches kind of thing. And he's right, you know, even though it's all fake. So whatever, but he, you know, he, he is right by that. But yeah, there's this kind of underlying thing where it's sort of like John Moxley is like, yeah, you can talk the talk, but you're not actually that great in the ring. 
Plus, he find it, he kind of undercuts everything Punk's just said by taking the piss out of him at the start, doesn't he? He's like, oh, yeah, Punk's back, cutting shoot promos and whatever, you know, you know, dropping pipe bombs. And then, like you said, interweaves it into, like, you know, getting the actual storyline in of them two setting up this match and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really well done. The masterstroke and, and diffusing the, the, the bomb that, that, that Punk tried to detonate. He basically smothered it. It was it was uh, high praise to John uh, Moxley for doing what he did. So then they they get into a brawl. Curry breaks them up. Fantastic segment between these two. Really great way of building up the story of these two champions. And we have the match all set up for all out on September the fourth. But later on in the show, Tony Nice is making his entrance. Well, <laughs> <Poor old> Tony <laughs> Nice. Moxley attacks him and calls out Punk and says he's been waiting ages to unify these belts. Punk's out with AEW officials and security. Claudio and Wheelie Uta back up Mox and try to calm him down and then Punk leaves to the back. And then later on in the show, they just announced that Mox and Punk to unify the belts is going to happen on the next Dynamite. So talking about head scratching stuff, I mean, we'll go into more detail on everything that surrounded that later after we talked about the matches and everything. But that was a right head scratcher at the time, weren't it, Brandon? Everyone was like, wow, why are they doing this on Dynamite next week? They built it up to the pay-per-view. Yeah, I remember I remember being on the, the IWC and, and people were, uh, it was like a shock that we're really shotgunning this to, to an episode of, uh, of uh, Dynamite. Like, were they trying to pop a rating or and whatnot? But uh yeah, it was. It was like, why are you trying to? Why are you burning this? You can make money off of this. And save it for the pay per view. Like, uh, is is there something amiss? Is somebody hurt? Why are we? Why are we giving this away on free TV? Like, it was. It was very perplexing. Uh, is it? Uh, sorry, the IWC is that like a free the freeway in Philadelphia or something? Or? <laughs> the internet wrestling community. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'll play. Um, yeah, it's on, so it's on like, the dark web, Brandon. The internet. What kind of brawl yeah. was it though? Were they making like weird noises, like Hogan, like oh, slash, 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 slash. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? We're brawls? talking parcel tongue. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention after. So after the, that promo that they had. Oh wait, oh, man, they because they were out multiple times there. No, it was yeah after the 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 promo at the start. They get into a brawl, right? Us, mm. us, us, us. The it was I, I thought the there was a lot of good tension. I know I'm going backwards, but this relates back into the the later match. I thought it was, I thought even though I thought CM Punk's promo sucked, John Moxley's was was masterful. There was still a lot of tension, and then they came together, and then they they had contact, and they started hitting each other, and their strikes looked like shit. I I hated <laughs> that this was like so intense. And then they start hitting each other. <laughs> it's just like, it looked like they were just like doing the, the kind of thing. Like when I'm playing with my son and I'm like, like <laughs> you know, just kind of like barely even, oh man, it was, it was, uh, it was ridiculous. I've seen Cynthia um, Rough Rock movies be- uh, that had better striking than these two in, in their brawl. I need like a cricket soundboard or something where I can just play like the sound of, or like a tumbleweed going by. What did you say? A Cynthia what? Rough Rock. You never seen her movies? Oh great. my God, Dickie, you've got to educate yourself on Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, uh, full contact <laughs> mixed martial arts movies. They're fantastic. Oh. 
Or Michelle Yao. Wow. We should have been the tagline for the poster. You you guys are, um, I mean, that's not going to be the the, the most shocking thing that you hear in this. Wait wait until I tell you on the day that Carl Weathers died that I haven't seen Rocky 3. What? Wow, you and CM Punk need to have a screening, don't you? I don't know, just Philadelphia, perfect place to do it, young punk. Mm. You know, WrestleMania weekend, can watch sit back and watch Rocky Three in Philadelphia. He'll be on his couch eating a beef sandwich, I think. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, what was the original question? <laughs> you were talking about the brawl, how how horrible their strikes were. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know what, how why I, I started with that. But anyway. What happened? They came out. They yeah. We were talking about how they've um, just announced that they're going to do Mox and Punk to unify the titles, which happened. Oh yes, yeah. So, so 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 just just quickly on that. I mean, look, I I I at the time, yeah, very very confusing. I, I guess like later on, we would find out because of maybe politics that it mm. was like a way to make John Moxley the official champion going into the match. And it was oh, in yeah. well, Cleveland. We're definitely going to get into that in a, in yeah. a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 yeah, so I, I won't get into it, but I feel like the reason that it was done was to placate everybody's feelings and to make sure nobody's feelings got hurt because this entire feud is a mess. I don't even want to call it a feud. It's just an accident that had to be tidied up so we could move on and CM Punk could be a very long champion after this after this all-out card. Yeah, because the locations do play an important part in it, don't you? Because it is, they're in Cleveland, Ohio, Mox Country for this next Dynamite, and then obviously the pay-per-views in Chicago. But um, So we do get to the August 24th Dynamite in Cleveland, Ohio, and he... Any more thoughts on Cleveland, Brandon? I know you've talked a lot on the show about Ohio already. I've never been to that part of Ohio. Like uh, the, the Isn't Ac- that the uh, main part? No, the Columbus is is like the, the my friend lives in outside of uh, of Dayton, that where uh, I threw up right. at, at his wedding rehearsal. But uh, rehearsal, I, not the actual wedding. You threw up no, at no, he was well, he was rehearsing for the you know the real thing. You know? <laughs> We we had went we we went to his bachelor party the night before and they had oh. a they had a they had the wedding reception and that's ne- the 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 rehearsal the next day and it was at a Knights of Columbus and it was a big it was no it was at a Masonic temple anyway uh it was a I was going to my spot and this ray of light hits me and I just start like getting like seasick all of a sudden so I I was like hey I gotta go to the bathroom and then I just yuked all over the place and. And then I cleaned myself up. And I was like, hey, I feel great. Let me go to my spot. And then I went back and uh, uh, it carried on like nothing happened. Anyway. Was it a, uh, was yeah. it a, was uh, it a rental so I, suit? <laughs> yeah, it was actually. Okay, um, yeah. But I was, in my, I was in my dress because I wasn't wearing my uh, tuxedo for, for the wedding. So none of that was damaged. It was, it was a men's warehouse suit anyway. But uh, <laughs> it, so I never so I never went to Cleveland, but I've been to like Dayton and Columbus, and those are they're all right. It's 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 flat. A lot of giant crosses too. Like like they always have a cross to bear over there in, in, in the Midwest. So yeah, it's very religious. But anyway, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, the the show. Wow, I always thought Cleveland was the main bit. The NBA's lied to me all these years. So uh, but anyway, 
Ohio is a very big state, and Cleveland's the main like city. But yeah, I mean, it's just like it wasn't very, the main city. Well, it, it's the it's the main city, <laughs> but there are other cities. I've I've never been there. Right. No, it's not the main city because you haven't been there, right? Correct. <laughs> hasn't felt my presence yet. <laughs> oh my right, anyway, back on to... Uh, so we are August 24th, Dynamite, Mox v Punk to unify the titles. Fans are chanting for both guys. Excalibur says Punk's last match was 84 days ago and uh, Mox gets the early advantage here, punching Punk against turnbuckles. Punk makes a comeback with forearms before Mox fires back with a headbutt. Punk goes for a kick with his left foot, but starts to grab it in pain. Mate, you've just had surgery on it. I'd use your right instead, but same foot he's injured. Looks like he's injured it again. Mox hits the stinger of a lariat and starts smashing Punk's head in with elbows. Starts to attack Punk's foot, like wrenching it around and everything. He then hits two Death Riders for the win. Two, not one, two. Matt went, match went a total of three minutes. Crowd doesn't quite know what to do, but Pox pops anyway because obviously it's a uh, home state guy almost said hometown then home state guy john moxley don't think anybody was expecting this at the time were they not the match to happen on dynamite but especially not mox to go wow three minutes beat punk um thoughts on this match dickie as a whole I remember this quite fondly because uh at this time I was watching every dynamite live um, which here in Australia, as I've said before, is on at like 10 o'clock in the morning, right? But unfortunately, okay. I missed this one. I missed this one because I had a doctor's appointment. Um, and so I just, but I really wanted to see what, what was going to happen. So I blocked out all the, the socials and all that sort of stuff. And I came back and, and I, I told my friends in, in my Discord who we all watch the show together with normally that I won't be there, but I'm going to stream it when I get home and so they can, they can join me if they want to. I'm sure they'd already sort of seen it. Uh, but yeah, I just came back and I opened up the discord to, to, you know, put it on so everyone can watch it. And there was just these messages that are just like, I cannot wait to watch this again with Dickie. This is going to be hilarious. And I was like, what happened? Like, holy shit. And it, you know, there was a bit of a, I think there was still a bit of a tip off as well because of course this is this is the the main event of the show and it started very very late so you could kind of like sort of see maybe what was going to happen here but yeah um it i i do, i remember at the time just trying to figure out why they needed to do this um because I guess we were what, like two weeks away from all yeah. out? Because you would have the the setup for it the following week. Um, but I, I still, to this day, don't know if it's really that clever. But I think they were just booking at the seat of their pants here because none of this was expected. So the fact that there was a Cleveland show two weeks before the Chicago show wasn't booked because they knew that CM Punk and John Moxley were going to be in a feud. In fact, when they booked those, those arenas, I don't even think, um, I don't even, this feud wouldn't have even been known at the time because it mm. wasn't ever supposed to happen. So flying by the seat of their pants, I, I guess it's kind of, yeah, cool, you know, talk about it and, and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think the, the, 
the only comment that I'll have on this three-minute match, it it makes logical sense when I saw the injury spot, but my brain doesn't compute it properly because he kicks John Moxley in the head with his one foot, and then he goes down and grabs the other foot. And I completely understand why, logically, yes, you can injure your foot, the one that you're putting the weight on and all that sort of mm. stuff. But from a wrestling perspective, I always just expect the foot that you've used to make contact be the one that you've now injured or something. So it just, it looked like he, like it, immediately when I saw it, it looked like he fucked it up because he, he kicks with one foot and then he goes down and grabs the other one, kind of like we've seen some some bad wrestlers do in the past, maybe in the WCW era, have done, you know, they start selling the wrong thing because mm. you know, and, and, they've forgotten which which body part was actually supposed to be injured. Um, but, again, I, it was just sort of pointing it out as kind of like one of those things that maybe it's a little bit too smart for the, the average person watching maybe or, or something. Maybe you should have just done it with the foot that you're about to sell as, as injured or something. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. In a, in a wrestling parlance, yeah, that, that definitely seems the way to go. I, I, was, know shocked that, Sorry, I was shocked that when I, watching this on uh, how the squash happened, I was like, wow, <laughs> incredible. Like, what are we doing here? But when it happened, I was like, oh, shit. He must be hurt or something, and and uh, but yeah, it was it was astonishing. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. It's um, no, it's it's. I think it's a decent setup. I mean, obviously, like Dickie said, the the uh, the feud as a whole is a mess, and they kind of feel like they mess up parts getting back into the pay per view match. But it's like a you know, it's a big like wow, you know, he's beat Punk for the title. What's going to happen at the pay per view? I do think it kind of plays into that a, a bit, but I feel like. The storyline they do after getting back into the to, for those two to match up at the pay per view doesn't really work for me. So, but as a, as a starter, I feel going in into the main match between the two, I feel like it worked. And I know we aren't usually ones for ratings talk, but this show and the main event between Punk and Mox did did over a quarter hours. Let's yeah. go. There you go, and a zero point three four in the eighteen forty nine demo. One Bill Phil, baby. Um, I did. I actually reached out to John Pollock, who did inform me that this was a healthy number for the time, but didn't blow away other shows. But it was their best show in almost two months in both categories. So definitely a lot of interest in this match, Brandon. So what? What? what what's the inflation rate compared to to now? <laughs> would this oh. number be? Would this number suffice now? Then. Then, oh uh, yeah, this is, they, they'd be doing cartwheels if they got this number now, wouldn't they? They'd be having a fucking party. Because <laughs> yeah, inflation, I mean, without... inflation screwed it up. I guess the war in Russia really hurt AW's numbers. Is that mm. is that what you're saying, Brandon? <laughs> no, I was just saying like without the Big Bang Theory, I think the AW would be screwed or whatever. Or Shel- <laughs> Young Sheldon. <laughs> Young Sheldon. <laughs> Young Sheldon Benjamin. <laughs> they need they need young Sheldon at the beginning because then after that the, the, doesn't the doesn't the rating go down like a roller coaster or whatever I, I don't know I, I can't read Brandon Thurston's charts it's uh I wasn't good at geometry or whatever but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a healthy rating man shout, shout out what did shout you out. think to Mox's gear in this one I wasn't a fan of like those jogging bottoms he had on with the paint on them I don't like them, them man the it's... now I don't. 
they're, 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 we, we call, you might have to edit this out, but we call them the huggers, right? <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't edit you out in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> It's like it, it, there was. I remember wearing sweatpants like that when I was a kid. Like they were very uncomfortable. Like they they cut the semen count. For, so I guess it's a good thing if you don't want to have kids, you wear sweatpants like that, right? Poor John. Oh, well, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> well, sorry, you've already got one now, Dicky. You can wear as many sweatpants as you want. Oh no, I don't need to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so we move on. After that shock of that match, we move on to the August 31st Dynamite, and uh, Mox opens the show with another killer promo here. Chicago, I know you love your boy, but I, I think they're still mobbing him up off the mat in Cleveland. But hey, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. I once heard CM Punk described years ago as the modern 60-minute man. Well, what a load of crap that turned out to be, huh? I mean, I had 57 minutes left in me last week, Punk. Did you? I don't think so. See, when guys get in the ring with me, the undisputed AEW world champion, the heart and soul of AEW, we find out what they're really made of. I test them. I push them. And last week we learned exactly what CM Punk is made of. At the moment where he hit me as hard as he could, he gave me his best shots and he realized I didn't care. And he knew I was just going to keep coming forward and keep coming forward all night. At that exact moment, he started looking for a way out. It's true. I'm sorry. He started looking for a way out. Oh, my foot hurts. He folded. And he curled up into a little ball to die, and he folded. Champions never fold. Look, you have no idea how genuinely sorry I am that CM Punk just didn't turn out to be what you wanted him to be. He didn't turn out to be what any of us wanted him to be when we welcomed him back into this business, gave him a second chance in the greatest sport in the world. It just didn't work out. And while I am truly sorry for that, I know he's your boy, I know he's from Chicago and you love him, I have zero sympathy for CM Punk. And that is because CM Punk, fragile ego, fragile body, weak mind, weak spirit. It's a tough business, dude. Sorry, it is what it is. Oh, I love that pro, and obviously that's been getting a lot of play lately with everything, obviously with the fragile mind. <laughs> Weak body. Every promo that people had against 
uh, Phil CM Punk in, in AEW is getting a lot of play. Yeah. <laughs> ever since he, ever since Phil went scorched earth, you know, the Eddie Kingston one as well. Also just crazy, it's man. Such a dagger, man. It's just like, Oh my God. That's, that's like the ultimate diss right there. If you're, if it's in a, it's in a rap, it's in those. If, if John Moxley was a rapper, that he totally ethered him with, with those bars, man. I, I don't, I don't get it. How can CM Punk like be so offended by that little line? From Hangman Page, I know, but all all these other ones apparently are fine, and I don't believe for a second that everything was cleared. Mm. Like the shit that Eddie Kingston said was it was like like really cutting stuff that you'd just be like, oh geez, you know, is was he okay with this? And I yeah, so I just don't understand. You can see Mox has been holding on to that. Like, oh, when I was coming up on the Indies, I heard six, Barry heard Punk was like the 60 minute man. No, he ain't shit, sort of thing. And you can see he's been probably holding on to that for a while. But, you know, everyone praises Punk's wrestling ability and he's like, oh, I can't really see it, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, that whole bit about the fragile mind and the body and everything, you know, it's just fantastic stuff. But, yeah, like you say, it's just almost like, Punk, you know, sees Hangman Page as an easy target, and obviously he realizes yeah. that Fox isn't, so he's not going to pick on him, is he? Can I? I was going to psychoanalyze that with you. Like, I guess he, I guess you know, uh, I mean, with bullies, like you, like Hangman is the the easy guy to take down. But I mean, when when someone stamps up to the bully like Moxley's doing, like he he can't can't really can't really fight back, huh? Exactly. Uh, it's also funny the reaction to it as well because obviously the crowd are favoring punk there's a lot of seeing punk chants but they're not overwhelming others a smattering of cheers for moxley and a lot of ooing and ahhing when he's saying the certain lines as well and big big pop when when moxley refers to him as the undisputed AEW champion mm. i mean it was you know I think he was expecting people to boo that because yeah. it's like no see a punk's our champion you know and they didn't, and it would be even more divisive in at the pay-per-view, which was also in Chicago. Mm. Well, following on from that, Mox then says he has an open contract for a title match at All Out this Sunday. He's already signed it, but who's going to take Ranking him on? system be damned. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ace Steel comes out and rips the contract out of, Punk's, out of uh, Mox's hands. Um Later in the show, Punk comes out to address the crowd. He talks about his foot and the surgery. Punk says he, he feels like he's let everyone down, but he oh, still no. comes out, says that he trained Punk. He slaps him in the face and said he's going to get up to fight and that he should sign the contract to face Mox you know again. He, he did. Punk says Mox isn't the guy to kill him and that you can't drink my blood because fist to chest, we're all Chicago. Interesting promo. Obviously, Punk's trying to show a lot of emotion here at the start and showing now he's downtrodden because he lost the belt and everything. Ace Steel had to come out here and give him his confidence back because, as we know from Ace Steel's always got his back, hasn't he? Um, yeah. And we're set for all that. I mean, this is a bit messy. I don't understand why Punk didn't just come out and say, like, oh, I wasn't ready. You know, my foot hadn't fully healed, but now, you know, I've been through more rehab in a week, so I'm, I'm better now. <laughs> Um, but I guess they were trying to show emotion had, from Punk. He still had to be uh, included mm-hmm. in the uh, in the whole thing, I guess. 
would 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 A Steel's wife be the the lineal champion now since she doesn't she didn't sign the NDA for Brawl Out? Maybe. Oh, Chris Chris Jericho didn't sign an NDA either. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, um, in the dog as well, the, probably didn't stand in India either. At the end of this, uh, at at the end of this segment, right? When CM Punk goes into the crowd, you know what I'm going to say, right? Did you see it? The guy holding up the baby to to CM Punk. Did you not see oh, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just. I, so it's the CM Punk's like in the crowd doing his thing, and sort of as he walks by, this guy holds up his baby and is like almost looks like he's trying to get Punk to like take his baby. And all I could think of was I didn't realize JP Houlihan was at the show. <laughs> Grapple Charlie. <laughs> now, if it was JP, they'd be backstage. I mean, he's, um, he's oh. got the gift of the gab, old JP. They're hanging out with <laughs> the wrestlers backstage. Should have called and then the, the, the next guy. And the natural question would be, would Grapple Charlie have to sign an NDA if they were backstage? Mm. (laughs) Maybe. So obviously that sets up everything for All Out in Chicago, Punk v. Mox. Definitely, I know the crowd starts favouring more towards Moxley towards the end, but it's definitely 80-20 split with the crowd in favour of Punk at the start, I feel. Mox gets some loud boos on his entrance. William Regal's out here with him. See friend of the show scrump in the in the front row as we do at a lot of these aw shows in Chicago. He, had the, he had the guns out too he did yeah looking good what did we think to wear punk's uh, white tights so uh, i liked them i dug them i, I thought it was a change of pace like it, his mood was good and so uh it's gonna don the white because i guess he's gonna shed some blood go put some effects on it right uh, it was a good. It was a good choice. Yeah. Anytime a wrestler comes out in all white, he kind of telegraphs that they're going to fucking bleed everywhere. Or they're going to a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> a wrestling wedding. Yeah. I, I'm. I, I'm not. I'm just never been a, a big fan of the the pants pants punk no, tights whatever. Oh, you, I like. I like the. I don't think he looks. See him trunks. I don't. I, I don't think he looks good in the trunks, especially as he gets older. Like he, I mean, like first he's he's got to he should stick with the 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 pants or the and and he second he should get rid of the the GTS and do uh, submissions again because. I mean, what, what if he went the the Shawn Michaels way and just sort of moved from the 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 pants to the, you know, assless chaps. No, <laughs> no, like I, he ditched the the heartbreak kid. The heartbreak kid tights and went with those ones that fit over his knee braces. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, they look yeah. they look daft. They look daft on age. <laughs> they look shit. daft on foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have a. I, I honestly don't have a problem. I kind of liked how you would um switch between the two and and the white is a nice touch. And like you said, with the blood, it it kind of makes um a little bit of sense. He should have. He should have dyed his. He should have uh, peroxided his hair as well. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. Nah. The gr- the, the, the white shows grit, though. Come on. Silver grit. fox, is he? <laughs> right. So they've seen some start. things with that grit. Come on. Oh yeah, big time. Punk waves his left foot in Mox's direction as if to go. Ah, my foot's all better now. Punk then hits a, a kick with his left foot to the head. Of Moxley, 
then hits two knee strikes and a short arm lariat followed by some elbows. Punk then gives Moxley the GTS for a two count. Crowd goes crazy. They go brawling into the crowd. Punk whips Moxley into the steel steps. Moxley recovers to send Punk into the ring post and Punk is busted wide open. White trousers. There you go. Busted wide open. First three minutes of the match. Moxley starts working over Punk's cut with punches along with elbow smashes. Punk's got a crimson mask at this point. Moxley then licks his arm that's got Punk's blood on it. I'm sure Adam Page was in the back taking notes on this one. Um, how do I top that one? I know I'll get a, I'll drink it. Moxley <laughs> sends Punk's into the steel steps, followed by a kick to the head. Punk then retaliates with a hard slap to the face. Moxley is then retaliates with a boot to the face and delivers some elbows along with headbutts. Mox is now covered in Punk's blood. Moxley then works over Punk with Punk with some chops and a forearm to the head, and Punk comes back with a knee strike. Moxley stops Punk with a knee breaker, then a trip, and Moxley drives his knee while pulling on Punk's left foot. Moxley then hits a double stop to the abdomen, followed by Moxley applying the single leg gouge crab, sorry, and then Moxley turns it into an STF while grinding against Punk's bloody head, which looks absolutely disgusting. Punk then gouges Moxley's eyes to get out of it. Moxley then hits a forearm, followed by a drop kick to the left knee that was against the ropes. And already at this point, Dickie, I'm just like, this is a fucking cracking match. I remember enjoying it at the time, but even more so, like, re-watching it now. So I alluded to it before when I in the uh, the confrontation that uh, Punk and, and Moxley had uh, in the promo that their strikes looked like absolute shit. Uh, I I feel like somebody pulled them aside backstage and showed them the replay and just went, hey, next time can you make it look like you're actually hitting each other? Yeah. And uh, I think they learned their lesson because in this uh, in this in at the start of this match. You know, they really went for it. And you could tell from that point onwards, it was all on. And uh, it was pretty intense. You know, I, I'm I'm usually – one of the things I don't normally like about John Moxley matches is blood and it kind of just being there for no real purpose uh, for the sake of just being able to do it kind of thing. Uh, in this particular match, he didn't even uh, – he didn't even bleed – uh, it was CM Punk, which makes more sense. But it also what it did, I thought, what it made it look really good was all of those rest holds. Um, I shouldn't really call them rest holds, but the, the submission holds, the STF that you're referring to and stuff, it just it just really gave this great image um, that I think is like helped CM Punk in this match because, man, these, these dueling chants, they were real. I felt at some stages this was 50-50. If not, some of these chants for Mox were, was even louder um, for people behind him sort of thing. So I think they did a lot a lot of good stuff giving uh, Punk that kind of babyface fire. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a great... It was a great match, but, again, it, it kind of came down to the one thing that... Steampunk is very, very good at, which is the psychology rather than any kind of athletic feats. I mean, he didn't really do anything in this in this match except uh uh tear his tricep 
Masoli. So you're saying that there was better strikes at a United Auto Workers uh, uh, union than, than these two? Um, in in the brawl <laughs> in the dynamite, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. Around this point in the match, it starts going more like 50-50 for Punk and Moxley. And, yeah, people are starting to chant more loudly for Moxley. And then Punk applies the Anaconda Vice in the center of the ring. And then Moxley just bites him on the head and stomps on his head. And the fans start booing him for that. Punk then jumps up with a sidekick followed by a body slam. And then he goes up top, jumps off with an elbow smash that missed, because of course it did, because he took forever to get up to the top. And Moxley catches Punk in a rear naked choke. And Taz is loving this, isn't he? He's like, oh, yeah, rear naked choke. Yeah, Punk's out, Punk's out. But he's not. Moxley transitions that into a bulldog choke, but Punk then gets an arm drag out of it. Punk then gets an arm breaker. Moxley rolls through that. And And then Punk gets to the ropes. Moxley delivers a German suplex, leading to Moxley doing the middle finger salute to the crowd. Punk then hits a kick to the head, and Moxley bounces off the ropes and hits another stiff lariat. They did the uh, sort of like boo yay punch routine with the fans reacting, of course they did. Moxley then kicks the back of the leg, and um, Punk, Punk hits a neck breaker. Punk then goes to the GTS, but Moxley blocks it and kicks the leg. Moxley hits the Death Rider for a two count as Punk kicks out by getting his shoulder up. Moxley then starts hammering elbows, followed by a bulldog choke. Punk then picks up Moxley, but Moxley sits to the back, going back, and Punk countered a choke attempt. Punk then hits the go to sleep. Moxley bounces off the ropes onto Punk's back, and Moxley's like selling this like he's out, he's knocked unconscious. Punk's, Punk then picks Moxley back up. It's another GTS with a one, two, three. CM Punk is AEW champion. What a match this was. It's like you said there, Dickie. Obviously, someone must have told him about the strikes. And yeah, the boy did. They put on a fantastic match here, Brandon. Sorry, I hit the mute button. Oh, it was a great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like Dickie said, what what he hid in his physical, physical ability with the... Uh, with his psychology and what Moxley brought into the match. It's just like one of the better matches in uh, AEW history. I think, and, uh, I think uh, for main events and whatnot, so, uh, it was a tremendous piece of business. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the emotion of the crowd and everything. Yeah, it was, oh, it was yeah. The, the, the and, crowd and second there was tremendous. So, yeah, we had a fantastic match then. And then a weird ending to the match. We had an audio tape. Uh, obviously, the lights go out. We had an audio tape air of Tony Khan taking on a message saying that you have to show up for All Out, and it was Tony's final offer, and then Tony said that he put him in the ladder match. We don't know who he's talking about at this point, and that's how we knew that um, MJF was the Joker earlier on in that show, and they showed a clip of CM Punk's promo from ROH about, um, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing the world didn't exist, and then... Um, MGF shown in the back saying that he is the devil himself. I mean, that was a, a precursor to a storyline that was going on this year. Um, the fans were chanting for MGF. Punk must have been like, I've just given you my blood, literally, and you're chanting for MGF. And then he he gives them the middle finger, so they start booing him. And then MGF signaled to Punk that he wants the AEW title by doing that thing that they do around their waist. And uh, MGF told... Um, 
the, the belt's coming back to him and uh, they had a stare down and that was the end of the show. And yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that, how it ended the show. And obviously none of that came to fruition, did it, Dickie? I, you know, I've totally forgotten too. And I've only just remembered because of course I didn't, I just, after rewatching this match, I just stopped after after Punk won. Um, I totally forgot that all that happened, but of course I did watch it at the time, so I remember. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I I I think it was a real shame that uh, this never actually happened because, mm. you know, I thought that there was a lot that could be played with in terms of. Uh, well, it was, I can't, I can't remember exactly what the, the real deal would be, but it was like, you know, MJF was the, the W, it's like the WWE guy versus the anti WWE guy, I guess was kind of the, the weird sort of thing that probably would have got fleshed out and probably would have had some killer promo time on it, but, um, it never happened. It, Looked like it was going to happen the following year, and then it is never going to happen. So, but yeah, it was a, it was um, that, it's just weird thinking about it all now because I just totally forgotten that happened. I was like, oh yeah, why is this? Why is it gone black and that's happened? But yeah, great, great match. Crowds read a lot, especially considering this was the last match, and I remember that pay per view was long. There are so many matches on that, and it's amazing that the crowd was so hot. It's one. still going on as we speak, that paper. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed. Was well, Jericho Danielson on that one as well? I think yeah, sadly it was. Well, yeah. In which uh, there, there wasn't there like a big botch in that match as well? I think so, yeah. I think Daniels, I mean, Daniels like fell on his head or something. Like I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Brian Danielson, that does it? I, it just injuring like, himself no. badly in a match. Yeah, I think, uh, absolutely. Do we really need to cover Brawl Out? I mean, it's been absolutely done to death. I mean, it's coming up to Montreal Screwjobs level. They're done to death. This punk's gone for months. <laughs> Tiles vacated in the tournament. Well, wait, wait, wait! It's it's been covered, but we re- we still really don't know what happened. Like, there's so many NDAs to this. Like, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's insane. I know the acronym NDA has, has been bespoken again, but uh, yeah, the the, the mystery of this. Uh, of this this altercation, we'll never get to the bottom of it. It's, it's, it's yeah. So where, where the where the fuck was DJ Woo Kid? <laughs> that's that he was at all in. Or he, all was at Wembley, yeah. he was at Wembley. Yeah, he was at Wembley. Yeah. Well, yeah, but why wasn't he at this one? Shouldn't they just be taking mm. him everywhere, and he can just sort of poke around and not sign any NDAs? Uh, all I will say on Brawl Out is I feel it very much confirmed the type of individual that CM Punk is, which is, I don't, you know, I, I kind of, I feel for him a little bit. That is he, he wants to be somebody who's uh, looked up to in the back, uh, who has respect just based on his work that he's done and likes it when people ask him to, I don't know, tell stories from the road or or whatever. (laughs) He made it very clear in that press conference that the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page don't, like, give a fuck or listen to anything that he says, Um, and they think that they're bigger than him and all this sort of stuff, Uh, which 
it doesn't even matter if that's true or not. I mean, you, you probably, I don't know. It, it's everyone wants to kind of, when they get a bit older, maybe be a little bit of a mentor and, and have people, you know, because it's, it's cool to reminisce on stuff and people might learn something and all that. But I don't think that you should be shitting on someone if they're not really that interested. But yeah, we've seen Punk now that he's gone back to WWE. Uh, he fucking loves NXT. He <laughs> seems to be at the fucking performance center every week and fucking Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez and Bron Baker, they're all sitting down with their legs crossed and their hand, their head on their hands saying, Oh, please, Mr. Brooks, can you tell us another story? And he's just, he's just loving life. So, you know, I, th- I think he's going to be in WWE forever. And I think he'll be running NXT soon because it's just going to really fulfill that need that uh, led to this, uh, this incident that happened at uh, All Out. He's so he's so stubborn, man. He he's taking this bit that he had to be the 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 good old the good old leader, locker room leader, the the the, the mentor to all his mentees at NXT. He's taking that to the grave so that the Bucks won't call him a hypocrite or something like that. So he just and, he just needs to have kids, man, and then he won't give a fuck what anyone else thinks about him. He'll just exactly. you know because he's got a child that he needs to make sure that doesn't think he's a piece of shit, you know, and then that's. I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. This is like I now do not care if anybody. He has kids though. It's his NXT children. But that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Those are his kids. But if he actually, like, if he had kids, you know, he he may a chill out a little bit because you kind of have to, and uh, b not really worry about what other people think because uh, I, you know I can't believe he's going to move the Florida. I, I, I can't believe he would, he's probably going to move to Florida too, right? Ugh, that, ugh, I hate that state. You sure Michael's moved to Florida? Or is he still living like San Antonio? Yeah, yeah, he moved to Florida, didn't he? He upped his family from Texas and moved to Florida. Wow, it's, yeah. such, it's such a horrible state, dude. It's so overrated. Ugh. It's like me working at a call center at one time. Ugh. Get to talk to people. <laughs> Go on. We've still got time. Go on. <laughs> so I was working at a call center, and it was before one of the many jobs I had. And you know, it was the, the era of the old phone jacks where they're connected to the to the thing to the phone. <laughs> I apparently I, I I tried to talk to a few customers, and I didn't really like it, so I just unhooked the jack, and I pretended I was talking to people for the rest of my shift. <laughs> and some lady dimed this out. Uh, her name was Fran, uh, but. Uh, and uh, I was so pissed off that we got fired because uh, it, 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 I, I got narked. We got narked on for 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 not really working that day. But anyway, don't work at a call center. It's absolutely horrible. When you get called up for jury duty, do you wear those glasses like Homer Simpson did? <laughs> <laughs> so the headline from that one is: uh, "Man gets fired for not doing his job." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be there anyway. The money sucked. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no one wants to work in a call center, do they? Nobody. Uh, it looks no like one. the worst. Um, but yeah, ending on that, I imagine it's really hard to manage a target. So that's the main thing <laughs> yes. I took from Brawl out. <laughs> really fucking hard. So yeah, stick that up your ass, punk. So anyway, enough of Brawl out. Punk's gone for months. Title, titles vacated. And a tournament for a new champion is started. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Mox beats Brian Danielson in the final, starts third reign as champion, and goes on to face MGF at full gear. But before that, the dynamite after big promo, Mox is back, cuts another fantastic promo. 
I am pissed off. I am embarrassed. I am pissed off about a great many things, but none more so than the fact that I'm standing here without the AEW World Championship. The only material possession in the world that matters to me, but the belt itself, it's just metal, it's just leather, there's a bunch of them, you can buy one online yourself, put it up on your wall, that doesn't mean anything. What means something to me is what the AEW World Championship represents. And that means something to me, and that means something to a lot of people. The AEW World Championship represents passion for this sport, passion for this business. It represents the passion of the guys and girls in the back and the fans that fill the arenas and watch at home. Those three letters in the AEW World Championship, they represent heroes during a pandemic at a time when the world needed heroes. It represents the dream, the vision that we all had when we started this thing years ago. And we wanted to show the world just what wrestling could be. The AEW World Championship represents taking the dark and ugly side of this business and letting it die with another generation. The World Championship represents the freedom to be as great as you are willing to dare to be. The AEW World Championship means being better than I was the day before, even if it's just a little bit better, even if nobody notices but me. That World Championship represents slaying demons. That World Championship represents everything I love about this business. This is great. Very powerful, very passionate. I love it. But the fact remains, on Sunday, I lost. And that's on me. That's my fault. I made mistakes. I got pinned. That's on me. I missed the game-winning shot. And I was supposed to be on vacation right now, like, till about two days ago. But here's another chance to take another shot when the game's on the line. This tournament of champions, and it's one hell of a shot. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but nobody gets me fired up like Mox with those promos. I'd be willing to follow him into battle. That's like, just brilliant. I mean, when the company needs him the most, all the brawl out stuff's happened. And he just goes out there and cuts this absolutely fantastic promo. I absolutely love listening to that. In Buffalo, right? I think so, yeah. I've not got the location down for that one. Yes. Yeah, that was... was, Oh, my God, dude. He is... He's the epitome of being a locker room leader. Like, he he rallied the troops that night. Like, it was something to behold when he he did that speech. you you brought it up perfectly. Like, that is what being a locker room leader is. Oh, yeah. And you don't go out there like trying to to get people's respect you just you just be yourself and do your best work and it'll happen you know and that's all that you can really do and and you know i just it's the weirdest thing because as i've said like i didn't think much of him when he left WWE. I, I thought he'd just go to Impact or something, and you know, have the the Dolph Ziggler style career or whatever, and just be like, ah, do some shit and all that. And 
I watched this version of John Moxley and I'm like, man, where the fuck was this guy? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously he could cut promos in WWE. You know, he wasn't a bad promo, but the, the, the content that they gave him was trash. And I just, I just always think to myself that, you know, we got robbed of, of this for a long time, but damn, he's making up for, for lost time and, and just, just incredible, incredible stuff. And, you know, it's, it was a joke at the time, this entire year, you know, there's a, a, a glass plane with John Moxley's face on it. And it says, you know, break in case of emergency. And Tony Khan did it multiple times this year. Yep. But I mean, that's just, I mean, that just goes to the, that, that just goes to, to his, you know, his credit for this guy. Like, I mean, he is the guy, you know, and, and 100%. I mean, yeah, you, 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 CM Punk's come and go, but, you know, John Moxley, not only is he, you know, injury proof, knock on wood, uh, wood right here. God bless the man. Gone on but, he's the, he, but he is an Iron Man, even in WWE, like the complete Iron Man. He's, he's, he stays out of trouble, you know, even through battling alcoholism and stuff. He stayed out of trouble. He didn't do anything wrong to anybody. He didn't commit any crimes or anything like that. And, you know, with all the stuff going on at the moment with Vince and, and, and how far that stretches, I mean, again, I'll knock on, on wood, but I mean, here's a guy who I don't think you, you'll ever hear his name come up in any of that stuff. This, you, this guy needs, like, he's just perfect as a champion of an organization for so many reasons, many of which I've just rattled off. Um, but I'm almost glad that this whole crazy bullshit stuff happened with CM Punk because it gave us more of John Moxley as the champion. He's the only, like, he's the only three-time champion. Mm. And, and I guess you could say CM Punk was a two-time champion. But, I mean, really the usual thing in, in AEW that happens is person becomes AEW champion. They have a, a reign of around about a year. They lose, and then they kind of never sniff the championship picture again kind of thing. Um, he was the first one who kind of just kept being back. Like you said, Brandon, he's the ace. And, you know, I thought that this whole, you know, these two-part episodes that we just covered – really i think more than anything else that we will will showcase in in a, in the series that we're doing th- this really showed that he is the the best wrestler in the world absolutely 100% agree with you there dicky and like I, I mean as his career goes on he's probably going to be universally beloved too like you you don't hear a bad word about him about anybody from him about him like it's not from the wrestlers. You hear a lot of fans saying bad things about him. But, um... <laughs> well, bleeding on them or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of get mad about that, but too. But uh, yeah, I, miss, I, mean... I miss that from the punk promo. He says, "Oh, I'm, get step away from me. I'm worried you're going to bleed all over me." That was. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but I also think it's kind of a lame. <laughs> it's like a lame line. Like, oh, okay, what? And he still hasn't taken a vacation yet. No, no, nope. he needs he needs a vacation. His vacations are wrestling in New Japan, aren't they? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, going to Japan is a vacation of itself. 
But it didn't all end there, did it? All seemed to have calmed down in AEW after Brawl Out until March 2023. And Dave Meltzer posted on the Wrestling Observer message board in response to a question said, do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxley longer and why it had a short build? Because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it. And they didn't know if he'd come until Tony put his foot down. There are a lot of nice things I can say about him, and you can absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct, but you can't argue he willingly did what he was asked in that scenario. Ooh. So, of course, Punk, Punk obviously stayed quiet. Paragraph 11, section E, what is it, Brandon? <laughs> CM Hogan over here? What the <laughs> fuck? What? Faxing through legal letters saying, that doesn't work for me, brother. What the hell? <laughs> hey, but that never happened, Dickie, because take to oh. Instagram, Punk's sigh. I wasn't cleared to, to come back to wrestle yet. Then plan was to wrestle the pay for you. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie. <laughs> and I thought the idea sucked. But if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this is what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss. So I said okay. I need to be cleared first. They kept saying, it could just be a squash, so I don't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Chris Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. So, obviously, two quotes there. One from Dave Meltzer posting on the Wrestling Observer message board. One from CM Punk that he deleted off his Instagram account. No mention, though, of Punk in the Instagram account about a legal letter or anything. He doesn't deny that he didn't send a legal letter. He just says that he wasn't clear to come back to wrestle yet. You covered it great, Martin. I I don't really, at this point... And I think we'll hear from John Moxley and I kind of share his his feelings. It's just high school drama at this point, And I don't really have anything further to add. But does this not open up why we got that short match? Because it kind of, you know, I don't think Mox is completely innocent in this. I think he was like, look, I don't want to lose to you in Cleveland, in my home state. I also don't want to lose the first match. So hence the Rocky three idea, because obviously in Rocky, Rocky, Rocky three, Rocky's got stars in his eyes, you know, being the champion doesn't take club Lang seriously. He loses, then goes back to his roots with, um, with Apollo Carl Weathers, RIP Carl Weathers to eventually Trey beat him. Loses. The thank you for explaining. <laughs> thank you for explaining the story. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, well, I don't but know it's not why quite they what we do... got in the match, but it, it, it did it really suck as an idea? Did they run on the beach too as well? <laughs> but, <laughs> but if he wasn't cleared to do that match in Cleveland, why did they need to do that match in Cleveland? I don't remember hearing anything from Moxley saying that he didn't want to mm. l- lose or he, did, he didn't want to lose the first match or, or, or something. So... I, I, I mean, maybe that is true, but I, I, don't, I don't know. At this point, my head was spinning with all the stuff, and, and I just sort of thought, geez, man, I, I kind of hope. 
he goes away at this point. Who still has contracts like these in pro wrestling, like with these ridiculous clauses besides him and Jericho? That it's so it's so bizarre. Like they got to protect their wins and stuff like that. I don't. It's so I don't think anyone in WWE does, but I think Tony needed to maybe sweeten some deals, especially when it came to CM Punk. That was a tough one to to land. So I wouldn't be surprised. So obviously the whole world was waiting for uh, Moxley's response, and uh, he appeared on his um, on his wife Renee Paquette's podcast, The Sessions. No, okay, because nothing has unfolded. It's fucking annoying that like just because somebody said some stupid shit on social media, like that's not news, but it is, and it ends up being a thing. Like it's fucking annoying. That was sitting here like, was I wish we'd have fucking recorded this the other day. I know when nothing had happened. Katie was crying and couldn't get her to stop crying. So, but now I'm like, hey, we're just two parents trying to get yeah. it done. And you're like, I don't know. Should we bring it up? And I'm like, I don't I know. Feel I feel you. Gonna talk about it. And the lawyers are like, oh my god, are you gonna talk about it? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't care. Like, but now I I don't want to get dragged into this dumb shit. Yeah. But you know, it, well, it's but, okay. So I'm not gonna say. I could fucking unload on a lot of fucking people right now. And when I start getting dragged into this shit, it tempts me to do that. But I'm not going to fucking sink to that level because it's fucking lame. Well, it's but, a- but I'll tell you, I, Go ahead. I, I will say this. Tell you what anybody else said or did or anything so that it's not, I'm not going to say anything controversial. I'm just going to give you like a tidbit of information from my point of view. Uh, from the time period being discussed on whatever the fuck, Graham. <laughs> okay. The entire summer, I was not under contract. Right. No contract. Mm. <laughs> Free agent. I was at SummerSlam weekend wrestling fucking Desperado and shit the day of SummerSlam. Fucking suplexed him on a bunch of aluminum cans and shit, cut in half. It was fucking dope. I could have walked in a SummerSlam that night with the AEW fucking belt if I had been so inclined. Nobody knew that because I don't put my shit out there in the world and let everybody know every fucking thing about my business, you know? So I just kind of was just not, I was not in a hurry to make any kind of grand commitments, you know, at first. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, during this time period, uh, the night in uh, fucking what's his dick's talking about was in Indianapolis. Not Indianapolis, Minneapolis. It was the night he came back and uh, was hopping around on one foot and all that and taking, bumping around inner circle or whatever after me and Jericho wrestled. Mm-hmm. In a badass match, by the way. Uh, so we're we're talking later about stuff. Now keep in mind at this time, this is my whole point. I basically don't work there for all intents and purposes. I don't even work here. Tony is not my boss. I can I don't even have to be in this room. I don't have to do shit. So even me being in this room, uh and offering 
and agreeing to a storyline that puts you over at the pay-per-view, if anything, I'm bending over backwards for Tony and for this dude and for the company and everybody. But I didn't have to. I didn't have to do shit. Right. If anything, I was being, I was bending over backwards. Mm-hmm. Sounds dodgy, that, doesn't it? Working without a contract and all that, that's some like WCW levels of shit, that, isn't it? It's not the first time we've heard that, though. I mean, Cody was, mm. was TNT champion without, green, a, right? without a contract. Yeah, I just, it, you know, and I, I, I don't, think it's necessarily negligence on the part of AEW where it was like, like you said, like with WCW and stuff like that, like, or, you know, what we've heard in the past, like they just keep, they forget maybe or stuff like that. I think it's just that they're like, oh, we'll work it out. But, you know, Tony has like the utmost trust in these uh, wrestlers, <clears throat> which is not a good idea <laughs> and just thinks it'll be fine and we'll work it out and we'll get it done or, or whatever. But it's dangerous. It's dumb, man. I don't know why he's gullible enough to work with these open contracts with these guys. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's stupid. And he definitely, like, Moxley didn't want to get into that at all, did he? Because he said, oh, if we recorded this the other day, I would have unloaded and everything. And he's just like, he want, he, he's wanting to get a bit of information out there because he doesn't want it all to be one-way traffic. But he also doesn't want to get dragged down into, like, a mudslinging match, does he? Yeah, and um, oh, I don't know. I yeah, I, I I feel I feel for the guy, and I sort of listen to that, and I just I just hear the the pain because it's just this isn't what he wants to to do, no. you know. <laughs> but it just seems like it just seems like yeah, Punk and Meltzer and all these people kind of go the back and the forward and the. He, you know, Moxley is not a social media guy or whatever. He's supposed to do his job and have fun. And, um, you know, if there's drama and stuff, he doesn't want to be dragged into it and shit. But, um, yeah, it's very interesting stuff that he uh, he revealed. Great uh, podcast. Definitely check out the whole episode because it, it is a really good episode. Um, but, yeah, we've I mean, we've gone long on this show. I mean, um, any Is it called The thought? Sessions or is it called something else? The session it was there. called oral sessions. That's I, what it I was. Believe yeah. they, <laughs> I believe they dropped that uh, quietly. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But problematic, uh, wasn't it? As a title, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they even. <laughs> so obviously, in part one, we covered, you know, the the sort of like less good stuff, the less sort of like media stuff that we're doing in 2013, and now we've covered the whole sort of like punk and. Moxley Saga in AEW. Any final thoughts, Brandon, on the whole saga and, and conclusion of uh, Punk and Moxley? I mean, um, unless Mox goes back to WWE, I can't see him sort of like wrestling again. No, nah, I, I, I don't. Matter of fact, I don't. I, I know, I know how better uh, WWE is right now, but I mean, I. Part of, uh, I, I don't see him ever going back there. I mean, part two was just had so much meat on the bone than part one. I mean, part one had some, you know, not a lot of uh, action-packed uh, matches and uh, more drama. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, not drama, but it, it had like 
it was kind of bland. Yeah. I mean, Nolan I mean, Smiley. Yeah. Nolan Smiley. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and but but this one part two had just it's like so much meat on the bone, so much grizzle. You know what I mean? It was just incredible. This 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 second part of the second act of his career, like from from where he came from to now, is just like. Oh, Incredible, like it's ridiculous, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. It's it's it, he's he's the best. He's a beast. Good good call. Splitting this into two parts, Martin. Uh, when, when you initially said that, I was like, eh, but nothing really happens in in that sort of first WWE run. I'm sure he can fit it all in. I didn't realize that it's actually because the second part mm. is a massive beast to untangle uh, and, and go through. Uh, this one almost needed to be. Uh, three parts based on how much we've been we've been talking but you know we didn't even really touch on the fact that you know that there's there was beef with these guys you know Mm. in between Uh, when punk left he did the art of wrestling podcast and he took a shit on on rollins and and ambrose as he referred to at the time, for, uh, you know, not not grabbing the brass ring and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, mostly I don't think he, he necessarily holds grudges, but I think he uses that stuff to prove a point. Uh, you know, it fuels him and all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden an old person he never thought, oh, a person from his past return, he didn't think he'd be feuding. And they may never actually have feuded if, if the whole original injury didn't happen, and uh, I'm sure he he probably thought to himself, you know what, fuck you for saying those things, and I'm going to show you who is uh, who's the top dog in this company. And uh, I would say he successfully did that. I think also when you compare the matches, the electricity these two had, you know, great opponents for each other, as much as there might have been sort of like a bit of beef there. You know, the promos. Mark's had a fantastic. 2022 and this is like a, a huge part of it but uh, i look forward to in future episodes sort of like getting into depth and in, you know the rest of the stuff he was doing in 2022 because he had a he had a fantastic year coming um out of rehab for this um so yeah we have gone long it's been a, a ben her length episode but like the kid noted there there was a lot to untangle a lot to unpack um but yeah we've got um we had some big big news from you dicky this month Oh, this past week, in fact. Yeah, I guess last week when this when this drops. I mean, uh, when I when I launched uh, Chop Tees, my merchandise store, uh, post wrestling was not on the list of brands that I was going to be uh, targeting because there was already a, a post wrestling store. So I thought, okay, cool. And uh, I don't know how I, I don't know how it happened, but um, I gave them creative control, maybe in their contract they can fax me over something and says that doesn't work for me um but yeah the the post wrestling store is is now on chop tees so you can get all of your poison rana merchandise and all of your post wrestling merchandise and all of your wrestlenomics merchandise through chop tees so yeah big uh you know i'm I'm really pleased even just from a point of uh establishing the brand i mean those are those are two two big big brands but uh it's chop-tease.com forward slash post wrestling and as always if you live in the u.s canada australia the uk and the vast majority of countries in the eu 
shipping is absolutely free. So there is, there is no hesitation to, uh, to buy. Don't worry about putting things in your cart and then getting to the cart and realizing that there's an, an extra 20 US dollars on, on top. Um, that's all gone. So go buy and, uh, yeah, support everybody as well. I mean, that, that's the other thing too. I know John Pollock and Brandon Thurston specifically over the past, uh, I guess three weeks at this point, and God knows what will happen in the next week, uh, after we record this, but you know, that they, they're, they're, they're putting our money that we use to support them to good use. And I think that was like a really key thing to understand is like, you know, even Brandon Thurston saying like, I go to these press conferences to ask these hard questions with the money that you give me for the show. So please continue to support them. Um, you know, all the vast majority of the profits always go back to the creators. Um, and I'm just the, the puppet master, but Hey, chop-tees.com forward slash Eagles don't hunt flies or one word, grab yourself uh, with free shipping as well. Some great Eagles merchandise and maybe, uh, maybe some, some new stuff coming in the future, but, um, but yeah, it's very exciting. Very exciting. It seems like this show, and we've gone long, but this show looks like it's just going to be like the chronological, like detailing journal of my business. Um, I started it <laughs> during the show and every month there seems to be some, some new thing that pops up, you know, that, uh, that like an onion, about, so. so many layers. Um, uh, yeah, like you, like your, uh, fragile ego, so many layers to it, Brandon. Um, but enough about, enough about me though. Um, just hey, quickly, just to you plug off there. fantastic work. I know you put a lot of work into that, but fantastic, fantastic job in the store. It looks, it looks the business, mate, and everything looks fantastic. So, top work with all that. Thank you, Martin. But it's not about me, it's about Poison Runner. We are on the Poison Runner network. Yeah, coming up this month, right? Kill Bill Volume One, it's already out. We've got Battle Royal 2, uh, cracking, cracking film one and two. Uh, we've got The Crow. And I don't know if that's a, a bit of a tie-in with Sting's retirement match yeah, could be. that, uh, you know, that, that is going to be happening, I guess, technically in March. Is that, when is this revolution pay-per-view? It's like yeah, start, very start of March, right? Yeah. What about um, the Crow 2, also- City of Angels? Wank. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, we've got best match ever for the man, the the icon sting as well along with a poison profile on the nation of domination and of course always on the free feed we've got what up doe eagles don't hunt flies and detox as well as every week the poison runner podcast and of course up next on the post wrestling uh post wrestling network as well so that's all your plugs i'm getting better at this man you are a fantastic job that mate yeah i mean also just to shout out the great profile um was it a profile piece that um dave brain did on the von erics that was absolutely fantastic i listened to all that in one go yeah, it was brilliant great job they done that i know they did a lot of hard work and research into it and they should be very proud of that show um but also yeah i also listened to uh detox this month so just um, if you're going to meet uh, Braden in Philadelphia, make sure you're wearing some sandals and some socks. Cause I know he'll really, really appreciate that. Um, so make sure you point out that you're wearing those. Uh, but yeah. anyway, what about you, Brandon? 
going on, where, man? Where yeah. can people where can people follow you? Find out more interesting information about you. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, mate? Are you uh, do you not care, care anymore? Taylor, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 well, you can find me on uh, on Twitter, uh, uh, Brandon from New Jersey. If you if you like, uh, it's whatever. Uh, also, I just want to say something. Uh, a, 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 a quote in Turkish uh, from a Turkish philosopher, uh, and he go he says, "Biz sinç içkin coach salaries siles musadel itiem goshin they." Cesariatin Ovuglide Dagar Leone Senizales And it means we are rooting for you. Don't struggle in silence. Your strength and courageous is commendable, Leone. We are with you, brother. It's one the We also apologize to the whole country of Turkey for the buttering of your language. But um thank you for that. Brandon. Thank all you. Road, hey, Martin, where are you going to be at next? Uh, all, what gig are you roads, going to? All roads lead to poisonrana.ca or at poisonrana on Twitter. Follow them. Don't follow me. Thank you for everyone for listening to this mammoth Lord of the Rings extended edition show. We will be back next month with a very, very, very special show. So we will catch you then and see you later.